0: Listen to the deal on Spotify. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Paul Gray podcast. And today we've got a kind of a, a episode that kind of straddles two topics, I suppose. One was my scouting series that I was doing this week, and Conor Gallagher was actually on that because I thought it was an interesting study to see what what's behind the man uh, newly, uh, well, not newly, but he's been in the England squad, I think, over the last uh, over for the last few games, and um, we've been linked with him tentatively, that mind you has been a tentative link in some publications. They say that Steven Gerrard is monitoring uh, what Chelsea are going to do with Conor Gallagher. So I wanted to take a look at him. I was going to take a look at him anyway, uh, because he's an interesting player. I think he's been an interesting player, even when he was with West Brom last season. And then he's added goals and he's added assists into his game then with, with Crystal Palace. And I wanted to see if there was any growth or if there was any potential reasons why, where he might've played two separate or two different um game plans I suppose over the last two seasons and his statistical uh, deep dive is quite an interesting one also Um, I have changed things up with my little stats graphs, hope you like them if there's too much information let me know in them if there's not enough information we'll try and fit more in, it would be good Uh, but these take quite a while to put together so um, as I say I may not be able to mix it up and change it up for the next one we do but i'll take it on board going forward so if you have any comments queries please don't be afraid to let me know in the the comments below but without further ado let's take a look at conor gallagher and let's see how he may fit into this aston villa midfield and let's see also what uh what he's shown to be historically within the premier league over the last two seasons so here we go conor gallagher and um, This is my new stats sheet uh, that I have uh, been working on over the last few weeks. Um, I do want to put in a few little caveats here as well. I put in a current transfer value. This current transfer value is as per TransferMarket.co.uk. Please do not kill me if you don't agree with any of the, any of the uh, numbers that are put in there with regards to transfer values. I wanted to have a specific number that was categorized across uh, that, I could take a, that I could take from one specific site and use that as a barometer for what the view of transfermarket.co.uk is um, for, for these players. Also, when you look at other sites like SofaScore, they do it in Euros. They come in pretty similar with their pricing. So these are not my prices. These are from transfermarket.co.uk. Also added in XG and XA and the goals and assists marks for these for these players. And you can see that on in the, in the left-hand side there under Conor Gallagher's name and his face and um, the reason i want to do that is because as we're looking at the number eight position and we will be looking i suppose further forward um it is important to have those statistics there on show so that uh, we can see how people are affecting the game and the attacking side of things also and um, what we'll see there on the right hand side as well is that i've put him up against john McGinn, douglas louise and Jacob Ramsey with a kind of a bullseye map target map whatever you want to call it there i can't remember what they're actually called. Um, in, in relation to each other, I've, I've, I've looked at them in the, under the headings of tackles per 90, pass, set, pass attempts, pass completion percentage, progressive passes, shot creating actions, uh, dribble success rate, pressures and interceptions per 90 minutes. So just a little graphic, just so that we can see what each uh, player, I suppose, excels in or has excelled in over the last uh, 365 days when they have been playing for their respective teams, namely Aston Villa and Crystal Palace here. So let's take a little look at Conor Gallagher. And I want to also preface here as well that sometimes when you look at a player and he plays in the field, some things don't tally up with the stats that, that, that come through. And that's the nature of – that's why scouts go and watch players and they don't just scout off spreadsheets. Um, the spreadsheets give you a, a, an inkling as to as to what the, the 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 player is. But how he fits into a team, then you would have to look and see – um watch him play, watch video of him and see what he actually does to see that they actually correspond with the um, with the numbers that you would see on, um, on the scouting numbers. And uh, bear that in mind as well when we look at Conor Gallagher. And we're going to look at him here with his 2021, uh, 2022 statistics that we have up here on the screen. We're also going to look at his 2020, 2021 statistics when he played with West Brom in a moment. And that's before we look at him in comparison to the three midfielders that I've also listed there on the right-hand side in John McGinn, Douglas Luiz and Jacob Ramsey. So when we look at Conor Gallagher, his numbers are kind of all over the place, really, in in a lot of areas. And when we look at him defending, he really favours pressuring the ball more than he does uh, maybe getting in tackles or maybe getting interceptions. And he commits quite a lot of fouls. So 2.66 fouls for 90 minutes is quite high. And that for me is a weakness and something that it does need to tidy up within his game. You know, We can't be giving away a lot of fouls. We can't be giving away a lot of cheap possessions from free kicks and so on. So from a, from a point of view there, Conor Gallagher needs to be a bit more disciplined in how he tackles and not give away fouls at that rate because it puts him in the bottom 6% of all midfielders in the top five leagues within Europe. Now, his pressure success rate is absolutely, or sorry, his pressure numbers are absolutely phenomenal. And if he could get his pressure success rate up above 30%, he would be an absolute monster in the field. And what, what, what I look at in a defensive, um, from a defensive uh, point of view, he doesn't lack an effort. And that's what I like, because as a number eight, and as we can see when we look at his shot-creating actions and his goal-creating actions, he wants to play further forward, but he doesn't shirk his responsibilities in pressuring and trying to get that high press. And that's what he does really well. He pressures high up the field, which you can see on tape. He just, it's, it's apparent. He pressures high up the field. And maybe we don't have that as much within the within the group of players that we have we're very retreat based uh, defense where we retreat and we pressure maybe in the mid in the mid block or a low block and if we had somebody with Conor Gallagher to maybe offer that industry and that pressuring ability higher up the field that would be uh, quite good as well Um, his past attempts are low you know it's a weakness for me he's low work workload type player now to bear that in mind and to put that in perspective, not everybody can have 60, 70, 80 touches of the ball every game. or Not everybody can have 50, 60, 70 passes of the ball every game. There's going to be one person who's going to be fed the ball. And when we go back and we hear me talk about Bubkar Kamara, he is that workhorse I think that Aston Villa are going to use in that pivot position. And that's absolutely fine. What really kind of threw me off when I looked at this, because your eyes can deceive you as well when you look at statistics, just like statistics can deceive you when you actually watch people play in the field. And Connor Gallagher, I would have thought had, would have had a much higher pass completion rate, but he comes in at a pretty low pass completion rate. So I can live with somebody that has low amount of attempts of at passes if their completion rate is high. But that's not the case with Connor Gallagher. And also, when you look at it, he doesn't progress the ball forward with his passes. His distance and the amount of progressive passes he has are not huge. So when you look at him on the field as well, that does come true. So when you watch Connor Gallagher, he's very much a triangle passing type player doesn't pass the ball forward that 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 much or very far forward and he doesn't make that many progressive passes now when he does he affects the game in the way of he creates shots and he creates goals with his actions with his passes with his movements with his uh, distribution of the ball so that's the payoff that we would have here that his shot creating actions his goal creating actions are high but he doesn't progress the ball forward. He doesn't pass it forward for great distance. And he does have a low a low um, pass completion rate, which is something I want to see him get up. If, if We will look at this in comparison with Jacob Ramsey in a moment as well, where I would like to see Connor Gallagher come in in his pass completion rate. Looking as well here, he carries the ball at a decent clip. He's got a lot... Uh, uh, completed dribbles of 1.42, completed dribbles per game, which puts him right up there. Um, he he does dribble the ball quite a lot, and his dribble success rate is in the middle of the park. But once again, he doesn't progress the ball with his carries, and he doesn't progress the ball with uh, very far when he does dribble. He only progressed at 64.06 yards per 90 minutes, which is something that I would like to see him increase because I think we do need another ball carrier uh, on the team as well. So overall, we can see there his strengths and weaknesses are his attacking play. He pressures really well and he does create lots of shots. Some weaknesses are that he does have low workload and um, his progressive passes are low. He doesn't progress the ball forward very much with his passes. And he is ill-disciplined given the amount of fouls that he's committed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. So let's take a look at Conor Gallagher versus Conor Gallagher. So Conor Gallagher has played in the Premier League for two seasons, one with West Brom and one with Crystal Palace. Let's take a little look and see, has he grown or does he differ in those two seasons? And has the style of play that he maybe would have been tasked to play with at West Brom differ from that at Crystal Palace? And uh, Can we see if there's any inherent natural kind of um, uh, leanings that he would have when, uh, when he does play the game? So here we go. So obviously, Conor Gallagher here on the left-hand side, we can see his West Brom statistics in blue and white. And uh, on the right-hand side here, we can see his 2021-2022 statistics when he played with Crystal Palace. And what we can see is he was tasked with doing an awful lot more defensive work um, when he was with West Brom. That stands to reason in a team that was being relegation-threatened. And um, when he moved to Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace obviously finished in and around ourselves last season, within in the middle of the pack, he was uh, allowed to pass the ball a small a bit more but the growth wasn't absolutely exponential when he was given that that opportunity to pass pass the ball a small bit more and once again with his possession statistics yes they have gotten better in a lot of areas specifically the progressive the progressive carries the amount of them that he does um per game but he's he hasn't grown exponentially now he's only 21 22 years of age don't get me wrong i'm not saying he can't do this but when you see, what I wanted to do here is I wanted to look at it and to see was there any potentials of, oh, maybe he was being played in a certain way under under the managers at West Brom than he was at Crystal Palace. And what this leads me to believe is that naturally he has a way of playing. He has a natural way of playing. And that's fine too. Every single footballer has this has natural leanings. It's, you know, it, it stands to reason. And for me, I think that Connor Gallagher needs to excel in certain areas, and I've mentioned it before that the pass completion rate last season at 763 percent and the amount of attempts that he had, they weren't really flashes in the pan as with regards to they weren't anomalies in these numbers because he was playing for a different team. When he was with West Brom, they were more or less similar. Same with the progressive passes. Same with the progressive pass distance. It increased at, at West at um, at uh, Crystal Palace because he was given more freedom in a team that wasn't. Just backs to the wall, defending all the time, and relegation threatened. You know, obviously his shot creating actions have increased, and his goal creating actions have increased. Now, the devil devil's advocate in me would say, if you were to take his goals and his assists out of his game for Crystal Palace last season, like does he have a massive effect on how the team plays? And I think that's a fair question. So, is are the goals and the assists that he got for Crystal Palace last season are they replicatable across multiple seasons? And only time will tell that. You know, only time will tell that. So Conor Gallagher, to me, really kind of, he needs to, he does need to, to round off his game a small bit more, specifically, you know, for the Premier League. And, and, and we'll see that when we look at other players, namely Jacob Ramsey, who's in around the same the same age as him. And, and maybe some of the stat- statistics he's put up over the course of the season, that will become a small bit more apparent. And both of them very, very similar, similar ages and so on, but just things I would probably like to see a small bit more from Conor Gallagher. Uh, so it is an interesting one here. We can see that statistics, while they did grow in the passing and the possession stats over the course of from 2021 to 2021, 2022, um, the growth there would need to continue over the next couple of years to justify uh, for me, to to for him to reach his potential, so should I say, not to justify for him to reach his potential because look, Conor Gallagher could be a Frank Lampard type player. He really could. We all see it on the field. He could be a Frank Lampard, gets into the box late, um you know, affects the ball in or around the box. Um if he can continue his eight goals, three assists across the course of his whole career, you know, he will end up with some fantastic numbers. Um, but things like his pass completion rate needs to be higher. Things like his progressive pass distance does need to be higher for him to affect the game more and not just be this goal scoring midfielder because Frank Lampard really affected the game in lots of areas. And Connor Gallagher has the potential to do that without a shadow of a doubt. But maybe it just needs to be it needs to be brought out of him a small bit more. And granted, once again, the caveat here that not everybody can touch the ball 60, 70, 80 times in a game. Well, they can do it, but um, you know, Aston Villa haven't shown the propensity to be able to offer um, that type of re- uh, um, relentless possession-based, um, possession-based activity within the midfield. And very few teams other than Liverpool and uh, Man City have been able to do that because it's quite difficult um, to get footholds in games, um, specifically when you're in and around the middle of the table. So let's take a little look at Conor Gallagher up against Douglas Louise here. And I'm not gonna labour the point here and I'm not gonna spend too much time on this, but just wanted to highlight here as well, that don't come looking for me with regards to the transfer values, transfer market, have Douglas Louise at 31.5 million. We would be delighted if we got that for him. I know a lot of people are gonna be shouting at the screen here going, Conor Gallagher is worth more money than Douglas Louise. If you feel that way, way, that's absolutely fine. Don't kill me, go on to transfermarket.co.uk at them on Twitter or whatever you want to do. I'm not the, uh, th- these aren't the numbers that I've come up with here. Caveat over. Okay, so when we look at here with regards to some defensive passing possession stats, we can see that Conor Gallagher is, is better in the possession rankings. The passing stats are the one that kind of jump off the page to me here. Um, Douglas Luiz attempted more passes, had a higher pass completion rate, more progressive passes and a more progressive pass distance, all from playing in a number six position predominantly throughout the course of the year. So when I talk about Conor Gallagher needing to up his work rate with regards to pre- attempts and completion rate, I think if you can get a Conor Gallagher to over 80%, 83%, 84 85% um, of his pass completion rate, he automatically becomes... I know it sounds silly to say, but he automatically becomes a more rounded player and 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 a better player um within the Premier League because his pass completion rate is is very low. I want him to keep his his uh his ball carrying ability. And we can see there, while it's not perfect ball carrying ability, it's still really good in comparison to somebody like a Douglas Louise. And if we do end up playing a flat midfield more next season, having the option of having another ball carrier like Connor Gallagher in there, because um we do we do not have that many ball carriers within the team, so having somebody like a like a Connor Gallagher in there who has shown the propensity to carry the ball forward a small bit, and um, would be better for the team. It would increase our ability to be able to attack from different options and uh, from different areas and, and through different options. Essentially, uh, Jacob Ramsey could carry from the left. Connor Gallagher could carry from the right. All based out in a midfield uh, a midfield uh, three position, and it would give us options in there. Let's take a look at him in comparison to John McGinn. So John McGinn was a bit of a tackle machine last season. 3.03 tackles per 90 minutes put him in the top 15% of all midfielders in the top five leagues in Europe, which, you know, we would, you see that in, on the field. John McGinn loved the tackle last season. Pressure success rate was up there thirty one 312 Point one percent. Once again, I spoke about Conor Gallagher, if his pressure success rate was to creep up to the 30, up above 30% based on the amount of effort and pressures that he gives, that would be fantastic because we always talk about John McGinn, that John McGinn, Harry's around the field and he covers all this ground, but we see these pressures are nowhere near. Like he's got a, what, a 33% less pressure rate than, um, or amount of pressure, shall I say, than Conor Gallagher over a 90-minute game. So Conor Gallagher brings that extra effort again in the pressure stakes that John McGinn doesn't, yet we all love John McGinn's pressures and the amount of effort he gives in the field. So could you imagine the two of them being in there? Conor Gallagher pressing from the front, John McGinn pressing from the middle, and Bubakar Kamara then being that option to press from press from um in the, in the defensive third. So we're pressing through all three areas within the field because when you look at Conor Gallagher, he does pressure high up the field. He does enact, act at the high press um Crystal Palace were brilliant at it last season. Their high press used to stifle teams high up and then um, they would allow their defence to settle in the back. end. let's be honest, their defensive four are were, were not as talented as our defensive four. I think that's fair to say. Yes, you're going to talk about Mark Gouye, very, very good player. Don't get me wrong, really good player. Um, and he is, he would walk into our team for sure. I'm not really sold on Anderson and their two full backs at times they were playing Joel Ward out there. And uh, I can't remember the other gentleman the plays, um, Oh, his name name escapes me. Um, his name escapes me. The other fullback uh, would have played there. Um, I think our fullbacks are better than their fullbacks were over the course of last season. Italian Klein was also there as well. So what I'm saying here is that if we've got a press, a high press from Conor Gallagher, mid press from John McGinn, and then um, and I'm not saying that they would all have to do it in their own, but I'm just saying that their capabilities and what they've shown to be able to do in the Premier League is quite apparent, and it would be a nice little. Um, it would be a nice nice uh, weapon to have. When we look at the passing statistics here, John McGinn-Farrow with uh, Conor Gallagher and the progressive pass passing stakes, the shot-creating actions was a really interesting one because John McGinn and Conor Gallagher come in very, very similar in the shot-creating actions, but obviously the goal-creating actions is where Conor Gallagher shoots forward considering he scored eight goals last season as opposed to John McGinn's three that he scored over the course of last season. And when we look at the possession stats as well here, um, you know, progressive carries once again is where Conor Gallagher falls down and something he is going to need to, I would like to see him improve if he is going to kick on within the Premier League um, as that number eight midfielder, as an all-around number eight midfielder. And talking about progressive carries, let's take a little look here at Jacob Ramsey, definitely our best carrier of the ball throughout the course of the last season. And we can see here that when we look, we're going to start off with the possession statistics here. Carries into the attacking third, progressive carries and progressive carry distance. Jacob Ramsey is right up there per 90 minutes with with the midfielders within all of Europe. So Jacob Ramsey's ability to carry the ball was fantastic. Also, let's look at the passing statistics here. They passed. They had the same. They had the same in and around the same number of attempts per 90 minutes. But Jacob Ramsey's pass completion rate is far higher than, than Conor Gallagher's. Conor Gallagher needs to get it up there I think to 86% to round him off as a midfielder. Also we can see that, that Jacob Ramsey had a better pass uh, progressive pass distance and a progressive pass amounts per 90 minutes as well. Very similar players. You know, I think that they're very similar players. Even looking at their their defensive statistics, Conor Gallagher 24 pressures, yes, 20, 19 pressures, but for players so young, they're using their uh, their abilities um very well to be able to, to affect the game. Um, Connor Gallagher obviously scored more goals than Jacob Ramsey. Jacob Ramsey scoring six goals and one assist. Connor Gallagher with eight goals and, and three assists throughout the course of the season. But the complementary kind of aspects that these two players could have playing in the same team is vast. And it's really, really interesting. So... That's really gonna do it for me on Conor Gallagher uh today. I just wanted to jump in here and show that I, I rate Connor Gallagher. I really rate him highly. I actually am kind of like one of, I'm kind of like a father of Connor Gallagher from the point of view that I expect more from him. I want him, I know he has more in his locker, I know he can do more, I know he can affect the game more in certain areas. And uh I would expect to see that from him next season if he was to go out on a loan or if he was to go out on a permanent transfer. And I think in this Aston Villa team, he would be. Um, I think he would be uh, utilized in a way whereby it will be more attacking sense, and I think he he could complement the likes of uh, Jacob Ramsey or John McGinn within that team uh, as well. Uh, could Conor Gallagher, and I think that I would I would uh, I would be excited if we were to sign somebody like Connor Gallagher. And um, but I would also be. Uh, expectant that he would get better in certain areas like his pass attempts as I say and uh, how, he, how he does progress the ball because you know you always have to be weary of somebody who uh, maybe doesn't influence the game as much from a pass point of view and the pass completion point of view, but their goals and their assists might mask over something like that. Um, I've no doubt that he can continue to keep those goals and assist numbers up. I want him to round out his game, as I say, with pass completion rates and, uh, and maybe carrying the ball a small, a bit, small a bit further as well to help alleviate pressure in other areas of the field. So that's going to do it for Conor Gallagher, really nice player, really uh, exciting player and uh, fits the age profile I think that Aston Villa uh, might be looking at while also showing great amounts of experience um, uh, playing in the Premier League over the last two seasons as well. So if you like this, please give it a thumbs up, really appreciate it, please subscribe to the channel also as well and we will be doing a lot more of these, there's another one coming up next, tomorrow also and uh, we will be with you tomorrow night I think with a I'm hoping to maybe try and do a live show tomorrow night uh, with Paddy to react to the the fixture release list. We're not going to do it at 8 o'clock in the morning or half 8 or 9 o'clock or anything like that because we've got jobs to go to. But we will be back later on tomorrow night to do that and uh, I hope you guys will be able to join us and we will also have the scouting series will be out again um, tomorrow morning uh, with regards to that as well. So thanks so much everybody for watching as I say, please like, please subscribe, please give this a thumbs up, please subscribe to the audio podcast as well. Really enjoying doing these and I hope you enjoy them too. Please, if you've got any feedback on um, on maybe the layout of the statistics here or anything like that, please let me know. I'll do my best to change them as best I can to try and fit them on the one slide. If I can, I can. If I can't, I can't. But all feedback is gratefully received. But uh, that's going to do it for today. Until tomorrow, stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the villa.